0: Mark Beckwith tells us In the 1950s, Italo Calvino set out to provide for Italy what the Grimm's had given Germany a national collection of folk tales. After two years of research, he published Fiabe Italiane, 200 tales gleaned from 19th century collections in the various dialects of Italy and translated into Italian. Calvino explains. My work had two objectives. The presentation of every type of folktale, the existence of which is documented in Italian dialects, and the representation of all regions of Italy. Since the folktale, regardless of its origin, tends to absorb something of the place where it is narrated, a landscape, a custom, a moral outlook, or else merely a very faint accent or flavor of that locality, the degree to which a tale is imbued with that venetian tuscan or sicilian something is what led me to choose it in all of this i was guided by the tuscan proverb dear to Nerucci: the tale is not beautiful if nothing is added to it certainly calvino didn't have music in mind when speaking about additions to folk stories as they're passed along or collected by him But why not consider the setting of these delightful tales to music as making them even more beautiful, especially in the hands of an award-winning composer who happens to love Italy? Paul Salerni has translated three such fables into a musical language which captures each one's distinctive place of origin and folk wisdom. He tells us The Old Witch and the New Moon is an old Italian fable retold by Dana Gioia. The fable is basically the Italian version of The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Italian food substituting for French water. The story takes place in Santa Catarina, the village where my mother's mother's family lived before emigrating. During the course of the story, a young boy becomes a good witch's assistant and learns to turn on her magic cooking pot without learning to turn it off. The Big Sword and the Little Broom is a Neapolitan fable I found in Calvino's collection of Italian fables. Dana Gioia and I reworked the story to fit my musical needs, and Dana wrote the narrative after hearing the original version of the piece, A Suite for Solo Violin and chamber orchestra in album notes for a recording of those two pieces rudy ennis has written five of the six works appearing on this disc all composed and arranged by paul salerny were performed at a special benefit concert titled dances and fables for the family on february 3rd 2007 at Baker Hall in Zollner Art Center on the Lehigh University campus in Bethlehem. Billed as a family-friendly repertoire, these works certainly are that, but such a billing is oftentimes a euphemism for music directed solely at children, and any such assumption here will lead you astray. This music deftly entertains the ears of all ages while challenging the skills of professional performers. As engaging as this music is, as shown by the tremendous response on February 3rd from preschoolers to seniors, it cannot be said that it is easily played. That concert featured the old witch and the new moon and the big sword and the little broom. Now, that would make a pair of folktales scholars have identified the importance of pattern numbers, especially the numbers two and three in folk tales and fairy tales. The centrality of two and three in Indo-European folk and fairy tales is underscored by several of Axel Ulrich's epic laws of folk narratives, including the law of repetition, generally of three, the law of three, the law of two. These laws contribute to the tale's internal logic and aid narrators in transmission. Few scholars, however, have speculated about the meanings behind the use of these numbers. In the fairy tale as art form and portrait of man, Max Lutti examines the role of numbers in fairy tales. He argues that the number two represents both the pair and the possibility of polarity between pairs. Tripling, he contends is a concentrated form of perfectionism in fairy tales that from linda j lee so three can bestow a sense of wholeness and perfection in the world of folk and fairy tales for the longest time paul Salerni had two tales that he'd set but a fortuitous opportunity arose so that he could complete what has become a trilogy based on a folk tune that is this one and this one is Palma as we've heard Dr. Salerni had a chance to present the first two fables in Baker Hall at the Zoner Art Center at Lehigh University in Bethlehem in 2 2007, so 17 years ago. This weekend, he'll return to Baker Hall to present his trilogy with the Lehigh University Philharmonic. Under his direction, Paul Salerni returned to the WBIA studios to show us how three's a charm, and we might say how three's charming.
1: The Big Sword and a Little Broom, which is one of the the Fables was a commission from the Lehigh Valley Chamber Orchestra. The, my second Italian fable, The Old Witch and the New Moon, was commissioned from the Junior String Philharmonic of the Lehigh Valley. And of course, Palma was a commission from WVIA and Northeast Pennsylvania Philharmonic. So each each of these was a piece that I was asked to write, but you know, I, I was lucky to have the freedom to choose a subject that was near and dear to me
0: we know that your ties to Italy are very, very strong.
1: They're strong, uh, just because, you know, obviously my grandparents emigrated, and, and it's interesting, my father's generation wasn't that interested in, in the heritage and in learning the language, because their parents said, assimilate. And I think my generation is much more interested, my cousins are interested, and, you know, one of the first things I got to do in life was have a fellowship that got me to Italy, so I spent a year then, and And I I very much wanted my children to to know their roots. And so I got to have them spend a year of their lives when they were young in Italy so that they could learn the language and go to school in Italy. So this is important to me. And, And my wife, who has not a drop of Italian blood, loves things Italian because she's an opera director. So she was such a good partner and in some ways a guide to things Italian for me. And it was really through her work that I rediscovered my close relatives my second cousins in Italy so yeah it's been a, it's been a, a focus and it's a joy it's a wonderful place to go visit and to see beautiful things and they eat fantastic food
0: you just use the word joy Paul and in our conversations you talk about why music is important for you to create in our human lives
1: it gives us joy Yeah, it, it, you know, uh, I hope that music provokes our emotions. I think if it helps us to dance, to move our bodies, to sing, to express our own musicality, and then, then it's doing its job.
0: We haven't talked with you about the other pieces for a long time. You came here with little Dominic. It wasn't Miles.
1: I think both of them were there. At that point, Miles was not narrating The Old Witch and the New Moon. It was someone else narrating. But at some point, Miles eventually became the go-to narrator for The Old Witch and the New Moon. He did it several, several times. But yeah, so we came and did The Old Witch and the New Moon. I think Dominic must have been about 10 or 11. And it was a version of the piece for two violins because Paul Cho was here on so I was playing the piano and, and uh, we had a narrator and a singer. I wrote it in 1999, so maybe around 2000 we did that.
0: If the principle is the same, that is, you are bringing to life Italian folk tales with your music in mm. some form or other, what are the similarities, what are the differences now that you have a trilogy?
1: Uh, I i think, that actually, the music is quite different in each of them. In The, the Big Sword in the Little Broom, which is the first one I wrote, I wrote it for a professional chamber ensemble. I wrote it with no narration to begin with. It was just a violin concerto. So, in some ways, it is the most complicated it's the least direct it is the most sophisticated musically and when we do it at lehigh i'm actually not going to have the narration i'm going to let the music tell the story and and that's one interesting aspect of this of this concert how do you tell a story in music? you can tell it with pictures going alongside you can tell it with words going alongside or you can just let the music do it so i think the big sword is very different than the other pieces in that it's much more sophisticated musically and involved and since the old which was written for a middle school orchestra, as wonderful as it is, they have the limitations. So it is the most direct and I think accessible. And Palma, I think, is is the mix. And so <laughs> thanks for asking me that question. I didn't think about why, why it is. So it, it has both. It has very direct stuff because children are singing it, children are playing it, and then it has pretty complicated, angular, dissonant, Schoenbergian stuff when things get a little violent and evil.
0: Overall, we're experiencing this scary business. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. And hopefully not just the words, but the music are making you scared. Literally. Yes.
0: What about the dance-like qualities? We talked about Palma as having a feeling of the dance. Anything dance-like?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, basically the old witch is almost always a waltz in Mm. 3-4. Almost throughout the piece. The big sword in the little room has four movements but the last movement is absolutely a saltarello and absolutely totally modeled on mendelssohn's symphony italian number no. four the last movement of that piece ba-da-da-da-dum, ba-da-da-da-dum, ba-da-da-da-dum. i'm, I'm, I'm a, a notorious thief
0: it's only borrowing <laughs> what about the order will you do it chronologically
1: uh, no so because it's a concert and it's a symphonic orchestral concert there's a, a kind of natural progression which is that you normally start with an overture then you have a concerto and then you have the largest piece after intermission that's the way we're going to do it so the old witch and the new moon is kind of the overture it's the shortest piece it's the liveliest piece and you know the most direct one and then the violin concerto happens next no narration intermission and then the most complicated piece
0: the violinist
1: ah the violinist is diane monroe diane monroe is an old friend she is a historic person she's totally classically trained musician studied at the curtis institute which is you know can't get higher than that but she also plays jazz and she's historic in that she was the first violinist in the uptown string quartet the first and maybe only maybe it's not the only now but all female all black quartet and they toured the world with the great bebop artist Max Roach as part of an octet. So she is amazing in that she does both these things brilliantly. And to plug something else happening at Lehigh on April 12th, she's doing a piece of hers called Violin Woman African Dreams, which is a piece that actually tells her story as a black woman in both classical and and jazz. And it is an amazing mix of of forces in that she's the violin soloist. There's a narrator. There's a jazz rhythm section. There are two African players, the one playing the African cora, the other playing the African banjo. And then there's a classical string quartet, the public string quartet, that's both written and improvised, and it is. I've seen this. It's it's wonderful.
0: And that will be at the Zolner.
1: Yeah, on April 12th at the Zolner Arts Center. But she's doing this because she's our Horger artist in residence during this year, and so her two obligations are to play my violin concerto called the Big Sword and the Little Broom in February, and then her piece in April.
0: Is her role in the Big Sword a character?
1: Oh, she's the she's the little the little broom. Because she is the, the lively youngest daughter of the poor baker. And because she's lively and supple, she can she can win the contest and, and she can convince the, the prince that she's.
0: And so there is a prince in Palma if people haven't heard the story mm-hmm. of Palma, but it's Palma and the old woman, and there's a bad guy and all of that.
1: Yeah, the bad guy's a stepfather. It's, it's you know your typical fable the bad guy in the big sort of little broom is the rich cheesemaker and his seven sons and his oldest son is competing with the little broom and you know he's big and muscular and wears a lot of armor and as a result he he falls down the mountain because he's he's too he's too burdened
0: you've told us the little broom is supple What's the joy of working with your orchestra? Is the turnover such that you don't have a steady core? Who's in the orchestra? Well,
1: and that's actually a very interesting question because I, I have it both ways, which is that you get to see young people and they go through for four years and then they go. But the Lehigh University Philharmonic is a hybrid orchestra. So it has community members and it has several faculty members. And I've only been doing the orchestra recently for two years. I did it way back in 2011 for a year. And, and you know, the people who were, the faculty members and the community members are still there. And so you have that that historical knowledge, but you also have, it's great for the kids because not only do they have these people they're playing next to, but they're actual professors. And if they need some help or some advice, they can go to them. They see, and for me, it's the model of what you do. So at Lehigh, we're not going to produce people who are going to go out and play in, in the major symphonies or, or, or actually have a career as a performing musician. What they're going to go out and do is play in their community orchestras. They're going to go play in their community bands. They're going to be the people who are the the patrons of those things. And I think seeing their professors doing exactly that is is a great model.
0: When you have a chance then to hear these pieces, it's going to be larger than the sum of the parts, won't it be, when you hear them all? All
1: together? Yeah, that's and it's also a little daunting i mean it's a lot of things to to do and, and and frankly and so i'm kind of violating my own rule i don't like concerts where there's only one composer but here i am violating this rule but i hope and actually your your question was so pointed that the pieces are different enough that it's a, a different Part of my voice being displayed in each of those pieces.
0: We haven't mentioned it yet, but when we get a narrator in the pieces, it's going to be words of Dana, Dana. Joya.
1: Yeah. So so Dana has been my longtime collaborator, and I've told this story in front of this microphone several times. But I discovered him because my wife discovered him, <laughs> and and we have done many many things together: two one-act operas, these three fables, and I think right now 20 art songs. So that's that's a lot of work.
0: Is there anything that you and he are working on now?
1: Yeah, ac- nothing that is the the collaborative thing. You know, both offers obviously are collaborative. We had to talk to each other. Obviously, the the fables are collaborative because I always had the musical idea before the textual idea. But no, I'm I'm just finished uh, a new song cycle called Scenes from a Marriage. So I picked three of his poems: uh, Country Wife, Marriage of Many Years, and Scenes from a Novella. All of which deal with either a wife or a husband and a wife in their relationship and the reason i did that was that i've been writing it for the bowers fader duo and their husband and wife
0: and they love you for all kinds of reasons for who you are but they love you because you know them and you know you can bring out
1: yeah and actually they get to once in a while, they actually interact, kind of in a in a theatrical fashion. There's a spot where the guitarist actually has to sing, and because they're doing a ritual dance together, so I, I get to do a little things that kind of go beyond the normal relationship you have in in, in a duo.
0: We have two chances,
1: right? So Friday night, February 16th at 7:30 p.m. It's on the Art Center in Baker Hall, uh, and then again, same concert, February 17th. So that's a Saturday. The February 17th is what we call family friendly. So you can bring children and the children are allowed to get up out of their seats and roam around and, and, you know, they don't have to cue to the the normal etiquette of, of concert going.
0: Composer Paul Salerni, the NEH Distinguished Chair in the Humanities and Professor of Music at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, where he teaches composition theory and directs the Lehigh University Very Modern Ensemble, Love Me and he's founder and artistic director of the Monocacy Chamber Orchestra. He is someone who has received commissions from across the country, and one of those has been right here in northeastern Pennsylvania. WVIA commissioned Palma, one of his three fable settings, for the anniversary of WVIA Radio and the northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. Fifty years for each. The world premiere took place in November at the Scranton Cultural Center, featuring the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, conducted by Melis Brunet. It included the participation of young people from the Abington Heights School District. We have to tell you about the way you can hear the trilogy, the trio, all three of Dr. Salerni's fable settings. And that's this weekend. You can see them at the Zollner Art Center at Lehigh University in Bethlehem. And that's the 16th and 17th at 7.30 in the evening. And you have a chance to enjoy the big sword and the little broom as it was originally intended without narration. And for more information, zollner.cas.lehigh.edu, zoellne r.Cas. Dot .lehigh.edu and or you can check the composer's website paulsalerni.com paulsalerni.com and that's s a l e r n i Que di Fontanelle, that was the folk tune that circulates throughout Palma, and that's one of the pieces to be presented on the concert program of Italian Fables this Friday and Saturday evening at 7.30 in Baker Hall at the Zollner Arts Center on the campus of Lehigh University in Bethlehem. The family-friendly Italian fables for orchestra The Old Witch and the New Moon the Big Sword and Little Broom and Palma, with texts by Dana Joya and music by Paul Salerni, who will lead the performance. Guest artists and faculty, Diane Monroe Violin, Horger Artist in Residence. For more information on the web, zollner.cas.lehigh.edu. So Z-O-E-L-L-N-E-R dot C-A-S dot Lehigh